Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. We're continuing a series that we're calling Summer at No Limits, where we hear from eight different speakers, and today is number six, or seven, actually. We got one more to go after this. It's going to be a good time. But for those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade, and I'm the lead pastor here, alongside my wife, Beth. She couldn't make it today because, and I miss her, it feels, I feel kind of naked without her <laughs> or something. I don't know, it just feels weird. But she woke up with a migraine this morning, so she's at home sleeping it off. She's pregnant, for those of you who don't know, and she kind of overdid it for two days, so you can't do that when you're pregnant. Anyway, I miss her. I kind of just want to go home, honestly. But I, oh, hey, babe. So you can see me, I just can't see you. I'm glad you're with us. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, here at, no, here at No Limits, we're on a mission of making a difference in the lives of others, right? We want to help people know God. We want to help people find freedom. We want to help people discover their purpose. In other words, we want to help you live the life that God created for you before you were even born. How many of you have found that that's a journey you don't get there overnight, and you also can't get there by yourself? So that's, we need each other. That's why we meet together on Sundays. That's why we meet together in our small groups, which how many of you guys had a good time in your summer small group semester? It's over now, and it was, it, was an, it was an awesome time. I loved it. The next small group semester will kick off in September, so we'll tell you more about that when it comes up. But uh, our core scripture here, which is what we're running towards, is Ephesians 3.20. It says, all glory to God, because he's able, through his mighty power working in us, to accomplish infinitely more than we could ask or think. So that's what we're after, and that's why we're called No Limits Church. So you know what to do. Go ahead and look at whoever you're with right now and say, it's time to take the limits off. Well, I'm not the one delivering the message today. It's actually our awesome drummer and Mexico missions trip leader, John Curry. You might know him as Coonrod. And Coonrod and his family are just such a tremendous blessing here at No Limits. They've ser- they serve as small group leaders. He's our drummer. They serve as the Mexico mission trip leaders. He serves on our advisory board. I mean, the Curries are like all in here at No Limits, and we're really blessed to have them here. Seriously, man, I'm really glad you're here. So go ahead and come on up as I pray over the message today. God, we thank you for the message that you put on Coonrod's heart, and we're just excited for your power to just flow through him today and to transform our minds, renew our minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Cade. Somebody knows me all too well. I just got to tell you, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Um, it is such a joy to be in the Lord's house. It's such a joy to get to preach and share what he's laid on my heart. Uh, so many pretty faces this morning. I love preaching to a, what we consider a full house here at No Limits. So, and then, you know, I don't know how many people is online right now, but I love you guys too. I'm, and I'm so excited. This is my first time getting to preach with an online message, I think. Um, so we're, let's, let's just get into it. Um, they call me Coonrod, so everybody's like, there's some new people out here, maybe online. What is a Coonrod? <laughs> Coonrod is my middle name. Um, my father's mother gave that to him. That's his maiden name. So, yes, there's a bunch of people, I-35, out in western Oklahoma, last name's Coonrod. And that said, um, my grandmother gave it to my father for his middle name. I got it, and my son has it. It's turned into a sick family tradition. But I embrace it, so it's good. Um, a little about me, I got called to preach, I think it was about two years ago, at a little uh, Spanish church down in Del Rio, Texas, on our way back from a Mexico trip. 
Um, Lord, I ain't got near the anointing Brother Simon did. Brother, you killed it last week. I tell you what, hey, you, uh, this man, he's, he, he preached in season last Sunday. If you guys didn't get a chance to hear that message, y'all need to go back there and check that out. Um, my beautiful wife, I love her so much. I'm starting to cry already just thinking about it. She's sitting there in the back. Uh, Shalina, she has um, a nice relationship with the founding pastor of our church on Facebook. She has many aliases. Some of you may have seen the cool letters they write back and forth to each other. She's called Charlene, Eda Bean, Charlene. Um, I think she has, what, different four different ethnicities or something, like Mexamo. I don't know how that came about, but Mark Young is quite the card. I wished he was here today. I normally play a trick on him every time I have a message, and uh, I'm very disappointed. So, Mark, if you're watching online or when you watch online, I didn't forget about you, buddy. Okay? So, uh, real quick, I want to start with something different. Um, I want everybody to get your Bibles out. If you don't have a Bible, you have an app on your phone, get your app out. Okay? Get this, this thing in your hand. Write me out online, too. You guys, I want you all to do this with me. And when you get it in your hand and out in front of you, stand up with me real quick. This is fun. Uh, this is a great way to exercise the Word of the Lord because that's what this Holy Bible is. And I, I just want you to hold it out in front of you just like this, just right out in front of you. I want you to hold it out far enough that the devil himself can see it. And I'd give it a little shake right in his face. Just, you know, let him know that you ain't afraid to shake this in his face because he's been defeated since the beginning, y'all. Nana, nana, boo, boo, right here to the devil's face. Nana, nana, boo, boo, lick my shoes. All right? All right. Remind him he's lost. Remind him he can't win. And remind him that he's been defeated. Um, while you're standing, turn with me to 1 Thessalonians 5.19 through 22. Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 19 through 22. Uh, I am in the New King James Version. So... Read yours and follow along with me. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Our message today is titled, Concede, Don't Impede. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you, God, for this chance to be here in your house to preach the word that I know you gave me. Father, I thank you for uh, your just... Your, your ever-living word, God, it's ever-changing, it's ever-fitting to the times, and it is always true, God. You don't, uh, you don't author confusion. You, you author love, you author truth, and you give us everything we need in your word, God, if we just search it, and I thank you for that, God. And just, just give, give me the words to speak, Father. Don't let it be my will, but by yours that be done today, and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, be seated. Okay, um, so before I really get into the message, I do want to talk about some things that have been bothering me. Um, there are some churches that they just don't talk about some things anymore, and I kind of want to bring it up this morning. Uh, some words, if you will, that they just can't be muttered. Uh, sound guys in the back, I want y'all to be ready with the mute button, okay, for the online people, just in case. We've got some censorship here because you can't say these words in church, all right? Anybody with small kids in the room, go ahead, plug their ears. Here we go. Number one, blood of Christ. 
How many churches have you been that don't preach about the blood of Christ? We're talking, why is that so offensive? I don't understand it. There is no salvation without the shedding of his blood for the remission of our sins. Amen? Come on now. Number two, we don't preach the Holy Trinity. All right? I just said earlier, God's not the author of confusion. I don't understand it, but that's for him, right? Amen? But I do understand that it's true because there, there is three separate but equal parts of God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen on that one? A lot of churches, or not a lot of churches, there's a couple. They say that it's of the devil because they don't understand, but that's where faith comes in. You just need to study the word a little bit more. It's in there. The third one, come on, hell. I said it, hell. Nobody preaches on hell anymore enough, I think. And we preach heaven all day long. Heaven's great. I love heaven. I'm all about heaven. But you can't have heaven without hell. They don't. You know, there's not one without the other. Um, well, guess what? I'm talking about all three of these things today. I'm breaking all the rules, okay? But that's what I do. Um, anybody that's been around me any amount of time knows that I'm not a rule setter or a trend setter. So here we go. Um, this is going to be audience participation today for everybody. So if you hear me say concede, you say amen, amen to that. All right, so here we go. Okay. Electricity 101. I'm going to relate this to Jesus, I promise, okay? We're going to go to school a little bit. I'm going to give a small lesson in electricity and relate it to our lesson. I am a licensed electrician. I've been doing this for 18 years. I don't know everything. I do know what I'm talking about, amen? Um, any other electricians in the room? Yeah, right. So now I can lie to y'all and y'all don't know any better. Um, any electricians online? You guys give a shout out in the comments. And uh, that means I can lie even more. So thank you, Lord. All right. I do want to cover some definitions just so you guys understand. I mean, it's only fair if you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to go too deep into this. We're just going to scratch the surface. I've only got like 30 definitions, okay? That's like one for what, every 10 minutes of preaching, Brother Cade? All right. So we're going to be here a while. Somebody needs to take some water breaks to the kids, teachers in the back. Um, Teasing, I've only got four. So let's first define what is an electrician. There's somebody that pees excellence every day. That's me, okay? Uh, Mark Young, my wife's shaking her head at me. She's like, I can't. I don't let her pre-screen my messages, and she wishes she could. (laughs) This is where I told you guys that I was not going to leave Mark out. Um, He is not an electrician by this definition. Because he drives a Dodge. He plays with tiny rocks every day. That's not even respectable, Mark. You need to be an electrician. You hear me? Um, did I mention that I'm an electrician? I just want to make sure you all understand that. Uh, and and if you, in case you're comparing either tradition or profession, electricians are respectable. All right? DC, that is uh, defined as di- di- direct current. Direct current goes one direction. Okay, it's easy to figure that out. What is direct current? It is not the lights. It's your batteries, it's flashlights, your vehicles, hot wheels. It is not women. Y'all, women are not direct, okay? (laughs) Women are the opposite of direct. They can't even be compared to AC, which is alternating current, travels in both directions. Remember, women don't even understand women, all right? Now that I've lost half of you... um, 
But every DC circuit has to have a power source. It has to have something like a battery. They're, think of it like volts. Um, they push the current through the circuit. Okay, so there's, there's the source. The more volts you have, the more force, force you have to push the current. Okay, so here's current. You may be familiar with like some breakers in your house, 20 amps, 30 amps, etc. Well, in a way, they're kind of designed to limit. They don't allow more than that to go through. And for any electricians that are watching right now, I know this is not technically true, but stick with me. It is just an example. Resistance is increased with things like rubber, plastic, wood. Okay, so you guys are getting the point with that. Um, but it is increased, uh, the resistance is decreased, sorry, with more conductive things, metals uh, and such like that. So in some ways, light bulbs can be considered a resistor because that's what they do. They consume and they resist the electricity. The brighter they get, the more they're resisting. Um, so now electricity cannot be seen. We can only see the product of electricity, right? All right. I think some of y'all are starting to get me right now. Light, appliances in use, so on and so on. Since we can't see it, we must concede, don't impede. Second Corinthians 4.18 says, While we do not look at the things which are not seen, but the things which are seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Prove to me electricity exists, right? Prove God exists. How many times have you guys heard that? And uh, here's some foreshadowing for those of you that like to figure out the end before we even get there. Um, you can't see electricity. I'm going to say that I don't know how many times, but I can show you the end of a wire. All right, I can connect it to the panel behind the black curtain, pull this black wire out, flip the breaker on. You can't see the electricity. I can touch something with it, metal, huh? Come on now. And with that, you'll see some spark. That is the force that is being released through that. That's still not what electricity looks like, but... It is evidence of things not seen. Hear me? The light bulb powered on is just a product of electrical power. It is a result. It is temporary. Eventually, that light bulb will burn out. I hope y'all are getting this right now. Can I submit to you that God is, in a pictorial manner, the same? Except he doesn't burn out, y'all. That's the light that shines forever. You can't physically see God, but he lives inside those called by his name. Evidence of him is in how we live. Christians, those called by his name, they are, you are, we are, the pictorial light bulb that I'm talking about. People that don't know God, they see God through those that are saved by the blood of Christ. There's that blood of Christ, y'all. It is there. It's real. It puts the light of God in you, and we're supposed to shine his light and be the evidence of things not seen. Can I get a concede? Don't impede. All right, so back to school. Here we go. This is a little electrical circuit diagram. It's about as basic as it gets. You have a DC power source, because we're talking about DC. You can see the current with the arrows traveling in one direction. You can see that little squiggly line as the symbol for a resistor. The power source being God today. He is the source of everything. If you don't believe me, go back at home today, read the book of Genesis, start there. All right? It says it, 1-1. One, one. In the beginning, God created everything. Um, think and consider even Psalms 23.1. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Not only did he create everything, but he provides everything. God is a source of everything you need, I need. 
If you got your Bibles open, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 40. We're going to look at some cool things here. I love the Old Testament. If I had to pick my favorite halves of the two, and I'm not taking away from Christ dying on the cross for our sins, but I love the Old Testament. He's still there too. Jesus is in that entire Bible. Verse 26 says, Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things, who brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might and by the strength of his power, not one is missing. Hey, y'all, skip down to verse 28. says, Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting Lord God, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of earth? Come on, people. I'm telling y'all, beginning. He's the source, okay? Somebody give me an amen right here. All right. And I'm just going to give you guys a little warning. I interchange God and Jesus. They're the same. I said the Holy Trinity's in there. There's no difference. If you don't believe me, come see me after service. All right, so current. In this picture, we're going to say that the current is like the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit is like current. Current is the power provided to an electrical circuit. It is the, um, the amount of electricity that you see in there. And proof of, 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 of this being like the Holy Spirit, you can see this in Micah chapter 3, verse 8. says, but truly I am full of power by the Holy Spirit. Y'all, the Holy Spirit is your power. It is what gives you the ability to do the things that you do. Praise God that we have the Holy Spirit because we would be so lost right now. Luke 4, this is, I love this part right here. Jesus himself understood the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, chapter 4, verses 14 through 15 says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. He returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. He didn't quench what God provides. The Holy Spirit is your power. I'm going to beat that in your head. Concede to current. Concede to God's power. Concede. I love you guys. Y'all are so participating. All right. Hey, now you've probably figured it out. The resistance. Okay. In a direct current, guys, circuits, the electricity, it only travels in one direction. Stay with me here. In this application, Jesus sends the Holy Spirit in one direction to us. We return it to the source. Every electrical circuit, whether it's DC or AC, works in this manner. It comes from the source to the user and it returns back to the source in one way or some form or fashion. You can resist Jesus. You can resist the Holy Spirit. And you will if you do not understand or if pride gets in the way. The more you resist, the less that passes through you. Can you all hear that with me right now? Don't be that dim light bulb. All right? Bright light bulbs. Okay? The less you resist and the less or the more you trust Jesus, the more the Holy Spirit that travels through you, the more is returned to Jesus. This is called praise and worship, you guys. We did some of that this morning. We praised, we returned our power that was given to us back to Jesus. We completed that circle. This is what I love about electricity. It's such a holy thing. All right, just a tad bit more school stuff for you. Let's consider Ohm's Law. There's some guy, that's actually his last name, kind of like Coonrod. It's just weird. I don't know who came up with it. But to see the relation, this is just a simple algebraic equation. 
Uh, current is resembled by the letter I, volts E, divided by resistance, which is R, the little horseshoe omega symbol. But current is equal to volts divided by resist, uh, resistance, or ohms. So you do some quick math, that's 1.2 amps. If you're avoiding or resisting the Holy Spirit, you're only letting just a little bit of amperage travel through you right now. Okay, you're, you're not completing the circuit like you're supposed to. You're resisting what God has given you. Lessen the amount of spirit. Change the equation. We can twist these numbers. Keep everything the same but the ohms. Now do like 10 ohms of resistance, all right? Divide 120 by 10. It's easy math. What do you get? You get 12, 12 amps. See how that number's increased? You're now letting more current, more Holy Spirit flow through because you are doing less resistance. You're increasing your faith. You're allowing God to do what he wants to do. This daily lesson, the amount of resistance to Jesus, you know, we need this until we are completely submissive. Lessening the resistance allows more power, more Holy Spirit, more obedience to Christ, more to the will of the Father. Amen? Jesus sent that Holy Spirit to an upper room. An upper room with zero resistance, y'all. They were ready to receive. They grabbed that Holy Spirit by the horns and they went out and they preached unto the world. They did mighty things, all the gifts of the Spirit. Nothing was stopped by the Holy Spirit. They were willing and able. We have that same gift. That same power that raised people from the dead, that lives in us, you guys. It is there for you to use. you got to get out of the way. Concede don't impede. So we're going to relate this again in Hebrews 11.1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Remember, electricity, you can't see it. God, you can't see him. Jesus, I can't see him, but he's there. The evidence in things not seen. We are the evidence that Jesus is real. Y'all still with me? Okay. When's the last time you believed Jesus' existence or the Holy Spirit or any movement for God? Did you argue with it or did you doubt like doubting Thomas? Did you have to see the holes in Jesus' hand? Okay, I'm just saying, I do this. I'm not preaching to you guys like y'all got this problem. Somebody out there needs to hear this. I've been learning. I'm, I got blessed this week, y'all, big time by this because it's helping me to just let go. And I know so many people just need to let go. They need to not be a doubting Thomas. Let the Holy Spirit be. Concede. Don't impede. You guys are rock stars. All right. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We've read this verse over and over again. But I think it's got kind of a different picture now. Less resistance increases faith. Increased faith increases freedom. Increased freedom decreases fear anxiety, suffering. Y'all hear me right now? These are things that wherever that is going on right now. I am so thankful that we've got the Holy Spirit to remind us of this. And I'm so happy that I get up every morning and I remind the devil that he ain't got nothing. Listen, y'all, I got to tell you, 2020 has been my favorite year. You guys are going to tell me that I'm crazy. You're going to look at me like I'm nuts. But since Arona started, I have been at home with my family more and enjoyed the things of God more than that busy life before that. Okay? The devil is trying to take joy and put fear and anxiety and make people suffer, and he's succeeding in a lot of areas, but he's still lost. You know what I mean? He ain't got this. He ain't going to win. 
Um, he's just going where he thinks he can, but he ain't got it here. I'm not letting him beat me. I'm not letting him to defeat me. I have, uh, I have embraced 2020, and uh, a lot of people are trying to rush it out of here, but I think I kind of want to stay where I'm at for a little while. Romans 8, 24. Man, I just love the book of Romans in chapter 8. It says, For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? If you got your Bibles, get open Romans chapter 8. I'm going to try to get through this because I'm running out on time. It's hard, Brother Simon, when you're getting on a roll up here, man, and you just start feeling it coming through. You get to talking, and then you see that clock, and you think, Jesus, just stop the sun. You did it for one man, do it for another. Come on now. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verse 18, uh, that's where I'm going to start my reading. It says, For I consider that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Can we stop right there and just get an amen? 19 says, For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God, for the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because of the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty and the children of God. He's talking to you right now. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? 25 wraps it up. If we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Come on now. Jesus is the hope that we do not see. I'm asking you this morning, do you concede? Do you concede to the presence of God? Do you concede that God and Jesus himself is in fact real, that the Holy Spirit does give us all that we need, the faith in things unseen? There's a great story, Matthew 17, verse 20. Jesus' disciples had just failed casting out a demon from a certain child. And they asked him, why? Why did we fail? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. And it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Your faith is increased by reading of the Holy Word, by prayer, by fasting. A mustard seed is the smallest seed it yet can produce the largest garden plant, which eventually becomes a tree. The smallest seed, y'all. How small is your mustard seed? Do you struggle in your faith? And do you let Satan whisper lies in your ear? Let's get control of our minds today. Let's get control of what we listen to. Let's get control of what we believe in. And let's start believing the truth of God and the, and the Word of God. Can we dim the lights? Now I want you to get your Bible again. I want you to hug it. Just hug it. This is God's precious word. It's his promises to you. And there's two sets of promises for you. There's a set for those of you that do not know Jesus as your Savior. There's a set just for those that do know Jesus as their Savior. Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Nobody's free from that one. That's everybody. And that nothing you can do will bring you into God's will. 
Only the precious blood of Jesus shed on the cross and the remission of your sins will save you. All that you have to do is accept that simple truth. I call it the BLT of the Christian faith, not bacon, lettuce, tomato, believe, love, transform. Bow your heads and think about that with me. Believe, love, transform. We got to believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We got to believe that he did it out of love. And we got to believe that there's no other way through the Father except through Jesus. Accept this truth. You cannot see it, but it takes faith. Believe, love, and transform. Your life will forever be transformed and you will walk into a new life, a better life. You will be transformed. Old things pass away, all things become new. You become new. Now, who doesn't like new? Concede to the call this morning. Concede to the Holy Spirit. Quit resisting. Now, if, if you're one of those that hasn't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm giving you that opportunity right now before I step off this stage or I wouldn't be doing His holy word any justice. And I want you to just think about it for a minute and think, do you need Jesus? If you haven't asked Him as your Savior, yes, you need Jesus. And just repeat after me this morning, if that's you, if you want to believe and love and be transformed, thank you, Jesus. Father, I just want to thank you this morning. I thank you for your, your word, for your promises. I thank you for your son that died on the cross for me and for my sins. Father, I, I know that uh, I can't do anything without you. Father, I know that I have messed up. And that I need your sins to wash me clean. Not your sin. I need your blood to wash my sins clean, Father. By, by that this morning, Father, I, I, I say that and stand in faith that I believe and that I, I'm going to love and I'm going to be transformed by your Holy Spirit. That I'm going to move through this world with you, with your Holy Spirit as my guiding force in all things that I do so that I may glorify your name. In Jesus' name. Now, if you're one of those and you may be lacking a little faith this morning, maybe you've got too much resistance of the Holy Spirit, I want you to pray that with me this morning as well and just say, thank you, Lord, that, that I'm not one of those, God, that uh, is unwilling to, to accept the Holy Spirit, Father. I am going to be open to more of you today, more of the Holy Spirit. I am going to be less resistant. I'm going to allow more power of you to come through me so that I can glorify and praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. I thank you guys. That's all I got for today. Um, praise it. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Key takeaway, right? Practical step. Where in my life am I resisting God? Yeah. And sometimes we resist Him, right? Whenever we see something in the Word that needs to change in our lives, and we say, no, I'd rather do it my way. That's a good example of resistance, isn't it? Well, hey, if you prayed that prayer to receive Jesus for the first time, or maybe you did it years ago and you're just like, I don't really know what my next step is. Well, we'd love to help you along that journey, but we can't help you if we don't know that you need that help. Um, so we've set up an easy way for you to tell us. You simply text the word Jesus to 918-373-9883, and we'll reach back out to you within a day and just uh, let you... We have this cool program called Christianity 101 that's going to walk you through all the basics of Christianity and get you going on that next step. It's really good stuff. 
All right, you hear me say this every week, but it never gets old. Thank you all for your generosity. You guys make amazing things happen. Like, we couldn't do this without everybody bringing their resources together. And that's what makes us be able to make a difference in our community, like with the police outreach we did and and all around the world, because we give to Mexico every month. We give to the Philippines every month. And we've never had to diminish any of our giving through this coronavirus stuff, because you guys have actually given more through the coronavirus pandemic than you did before. So that's awesome. But if you're ready to give today by cash or check, you can raise your hand and one of our ushers will bring you an offering envelope or you can give anytime online. Uh, How do you do that? You just simply open the browser on your phone, tablet, computer, type in nolimits.fyi into the address, address bar and tap the giving button. It'll get you where you need to go. Thank you so much for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.